Welcome to the Esri and the Science of Our podcast. Successful retailers use data and analytics to predict and respond to business disruptions and opportunities. Others are overflowing in an ocean of data, unsure how to convert data into insight and insight into action. Senior retail industry analyst Brian Kilcourse, managing partner with RSR Research, has found that location technology is pivotal in helping successful retailers stay ahead. Now you have the opportunity to detect something happening somewhere in your enterprise and respond very quickly so that you can actually affect the outcome. You don't have to wait for the period to close or the shipment to be late or the sale to be lost. You can actually intervene with the knowledge that you've gained from that information. And location data is key to that. Brian Kilcourse talks with Cindy Elliott, Esri's Director of Business Industry and Corporate Responsibility Lead, about the practices that give retailers competitive edge in an unpredictable economy. Hello, Brian. Welcome to the Esri and the Science of Wear podcast. Well, I'm very pleased to be here. Brian, you've been looking at how retailers use data and what they're not doing, and you've been doing this for decades. Can you share with me three dynamics that you believe are triggering big changes in how data analytics are used in the retail industry today? There are at least three, but let me, if I were to point out the top three, I would say the number one thing is there is an explosion of data. It's non-transactional data, and it's coming from the marketplace. It's coming from everywhere. It's coming from consumers. It's coming from weather services. It's coming from competition. All kinds of signals are incoming to uh, retailers' enterprises, and some of it might be very important to them. Uh, so that's the first thing, lots and lots of data. The second thing is that the technologies since about 2005, but certainly in the last few years, has advanced remarkably in its ability to consume that data and to make sense of it. So there have been huge advances in the technology related to AI and ML and the and the analysis tools that are available to retailers to, to make sense of all of this data and turn it to, to um, operational advantage. And the third thing is related to operational advantage, and that has to do with the speed of the industry. The industry has sped up remarkably. When you think about decision cycles in retail, they were based on cadences that were usually measured in weeks and months, quarters, and years. But now we're talking about decision cycles that happen in almost real time. So the speed of the business is remarkably changed in the last 10 years and certainly in the last few. When you put these th three things together, you realize that the meta um, opportunity for retailers is to use all of this new data and the insights that can come from it um, as a strategic weapon, as to, as to make a real change in the marketplace. Well, that sounds fascinating. And I know you do a lot of research in this regard. Can you let us know how has some recent research looked at how retailers are responding to those changes more directly? Well, it's interesting. First of all, we asked them a broad question, for example, you know, how is AI going to change the world? And uh, a surprising 71%, over 70% of what we call retail winners, and these are overperformers in the marketplace, believe that AI is going to fundamentally change the entire marketplace. It's going to change how they forecast their business. It's going to change how they operate their supply chains. It's going to change how they interact with their consumers. It's going to change everything they do. So that's really a remarkable uh, number of, of retailers. Now, comparing that to less than 50%, I think it's like 40, 
44% of average and underperformers um, see that same opportunity. So what we're seeing here is this huge differentiation between overperformers and, and average and under, underperformers as, as it relates to how they view that technology, either as an opportunity or as a threat. And it's amazing how fast that chasm has been created. It's really happened in the last few years. What are the top performers interested in learning about the analytics within that data? Overperformers or winners, we call them retail winners. The top issue that they're interested in right now, it's not the only issue, but it's certainly the top issue, is an agile and resilient supply chain. That shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, especially after the last three years. Um, COVID broke the supply chain. And it caused retailers, and particularly retail winners, to want to be able to see into the supply chain much further, much deeper than they ever did before, so that they can respond quickly to anomalies when they occur. So, for example, a shipment is delayed, or a shipment is lost, or a shipment is stuck in customs someplace, one of those kinds of things. So the an agile response to these supply chain conditions is something they're very, very interested in. But that's not the only reason they're interested in it. The re one of the other reasons is because they would like to localize their assortments to the stores in particular so that they can achieve something that used to be kind of mutually excluded. It's you either have high service levels to consumers or you have a highly efficient inventory investment. They want both. And that means getting the, the inventory to the right locations at the right moment in time. And, 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 and essentially, that means localization of the offer. Now, the reason that the analytics are so interesting in that context is because you're moving in a direction where you have potentially millions of decisions that have to be made. When you think about store product combinations, a store might carry 50,000 SKUs and you have a thousand stores and there's variations on each one of those. It's easy math. You can figure out quite quickly how many decisions have to be made. And so this leads retailers to be able to sense a condition and an exceptional condition and respond in a highly automated way. So decision automation is interesting to these folks. And these are the kinds of things they're looking at in the supply chain all the way to the point where the consumer takes possession of the product. Now, I said that's not the only thing they're interested in. They're also interested in understanding what the consumer's intent is. And the reason that that is important is because consumers are now using the digital uh, front door to the selling environment in ways that they never did before. And this was happening, you know, in, the, in you know, 2005, e-commerce was getting to be a big deal. But with COVID, e-commerce became, as I said, the front door to the entire selling environment. So retailers needed to care in ways that they never had before what the consumer's intent was when they started a, a shopping journey so that they could service that shopping journey in the best and most efficient way. And again, it takes a new generation of analytics in real time that can be operationalized so that a decision can be made to solve whatever challenges in front of a retailer. So, Brian, I think that is really interesting, this uh, ability to understand the customer, the supply chain. And I think of that as, you know, kind of almost internal operational data. But there's also a concept of adding data gathered from outside of the business. And location data often will have insights about um, 
you know, traffic, um, movement, um, and other environmental activity, um, how are you seeing retailers using that data today? And how is this new for them? That's a great question. Let's just talk about the one that you mentioned, traffic analysis. Uh, when I was um, an executive at a retail company, we used to, and this is going to sound corny, so I apologize, but w once we had looked at the, the uh, it was called the areas of growth in a particular town, because we went to the planning commission and got the maps, we counted the schools, we um, looked at the number of houses that were either in a, in a neighborhood or were going to be in a neighborhood, what the competition was up to. All of those pieces of information were publicly available. And as the last step, what we would do is we would go in a car with bag lunches and we'd sit on a corner and watch the traffic. You wanted to see which way the traffic was flowing. Were people, for example, making a left turn into a shopping center or were they favoring the right turn? Did they like the corner or did they like further back in the shopping mall or whatever the issue was? And we'd just watch. And, and that was the old fashioned way of doing it. Now you have a whole bunch of data that's available from, from um, um, consumer cell phones or automobile um, IoT devices that will, will help us to understand traffic flows. And Esri actually highlighted that, um, that example in a great way. We were talking about uh, a retailer called OXXO, OXO in Mexico, and they have three stores in Tijuana, which is a big town, very thriving town. And on one particular street, they had two stores directly across the street from each other. And they noticed the traffic patterns going in and out of town. So they knew a bunch of things that they didn't know before. One of the things they knew is when they needed to staff up the store. Uh, because in the in the morning, the, the uh, store on the right side of the road would get a lot of business and people coming into town. And in the evening, the other store would get the business on people leaving town. They took it a step further. They actually used that information to localize their assortment. And the joke that their um, CIO told me at the time was that um, in, in, in coming into town, they sold coffee and donuts. And outbound out of town, they sold beer and chips. So this was a great story that talks about the real value of that kind of geolocation intelligence. That's fascinating. And when we think of a store uh, like OXO, for example, in the tens of thousands of locations they have across the country, that level of granular intelligence makes a huge competitive advantage for them. Well, that's right. And when you think about when you think about your competitive position in a marketplace, my company always wanted to be first or second in the marketplace. And we thought of them as locate on a per location basis. So we said within a radius of influence our store was the number one store of its type in the area. And we knocked out the competition. What retailers are doing nowadays is a bit more sophisticated than that. They're looking at micro markets. They're saying, you know, in the in a town that let's just imagine Redlands in California. And they're looking at the traffic patterns and they're looking at the demographics and the psychographics. They're looking at all of these things and blending them together to say, okay, in order to be number one or two in this area, we need to have stores in this location or this grouping of locations. Retailers are doing looking at a new market that way, but they're also looking at their existing markets. And they, they may say, I've got five stores in this area. Um, and based on traffic patterns, I have one store too many. How can I make sure that I um, 
keep the right stores open so that I don't lose any business. So that the people who are shopping that fifth and on the cusp store will just go to the next one down the road. This is all intelligence as gathered from geolocation data. When we think about the continuing advances of artificial intelligence, geoanalytics, often people hear terms like AI, artificial intelligence, or ML, machine learning, as it's just a method of you know using robots instead of humans to do work. But it's much more than that, isn't it? What are they missing? If they're not using AI to better understand the data, that's a lost opportunity. What are some others that you can think about? What AI is really good at is, is sifting through huge data sets of um, physically dissimilar data and finding statistical correlations between them. So there may be all kinds of data that's available to a retailer. And let's just imagine that a lot of it is not very useful, but there might be a correlation between a sale of an item and an external event that could be really important. And, and, and AI is really, really good at uh, solving that particular problem. But beyond that, and this is where machine learning comes in, which is the companion piece to AI, is that if you develop a model, which is essentially an algorithm, let's let's use the word model, but mean algorithm, and we can put data through there to look for those correlations. And based on the correlations, we can automate a decision based on what we've observed. Um, for example, we'd say that if I plan to sell 100 of this item at this particular location in the first day of a sale, but I've sold 90 of them by 1030 in the morning, I should probably just automatically kick in a reorder. Very simple example. ML will learn that decision, that automated decision, and then it will improve itself as you go forward, as you get more experience. Maybe I ordered reordered 50 and I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should have reordered 30. And the, the machine learning will, will tune the algorithm so the next time you invoke that automation, it is it's better, it's more finely tuned. So it's just, I don't want to minimize it because it's capable of much, much more than that. And of course, we hear about this as it relates to chatbots and things like that. But for a start, what it allows retailers to do is to sift through huge data sets of non-transactional information and find potentially useful correlations between those data. So that's really a good thing. And then ML will help you to automate your response to those correlations. And that's a good thing. So at its very basic um, element, that's what it can do for retailers. And that's before we get fancy, before we start talking about chatbots and those things. How does AI and, and that GeoAI and its connection to location technology even further enrich the promise for retailers? We'll tell you that location has always been an important attribute of any piece of data that retailers capture. Um, when I think about star join schemas, those things that we built in the, in the 1990s to implement executive information systems, they were all based on three pivots, if you will. One was location, the location always being the store in those days. Time, of course, was another one, and product. So product, location, and time were the three pivots that you would examine your sales data, for example, or your item movement data, or your, you know, the the the, the flow of inventory between the nodes in your enterprise. 
location is still vitally important, but it's it's gained more importance because of the immediacy that, that with which retailers need to respond to a condition. So again, back to the old days, we use this information to make decisions based on a cadence. So for example, I was running an ad last month and it didn't do very well. So I'm not going to run that set of products again at these locations. I'm going to run it in a new way with new set of products. Now you have the opportunity to detect something happening somewhere in your enterprise and respond very quickly so that you can actually affect the outcome. You don't have to wait for the period to close or the shipment to be late or the sale to be lost. You can actually, you can actually intervene with the knowledge that you've gained from that information and location data is key to that of course you know what's good in southern california what's good in northern california are two different different things you and i are potentially very very different customers and our needs and our intent when we go on our shopping journeys might be very different so the ability to respond to that um in a in a contextually appropriate way is is really important and location data play, plays a key part of that it's a lot easier to understand when you're thinking about the supply chain uh, when something happens in this bump something goes bump in the supply chain you need to know where that happened you need to know what shipments were affected what's the inventory what was the expected arrival date what are my alternatives do i have secondary sources or secondary routes how can i get product to market faster um, and this gets to this gets to the challenge uh, that every business has is the need to examine your business processes and try to match it to the to the speed of of the marketplace and try to understand how the information asset would help you to achieve that speed. Um, that calls ultimately for a pretty close examination of, of what you do and why you do it and how you do it and a pretty clear eyed um, perspective on on how you could make it better with all these new capabilities. Well, thank you, Brian, for taking the time to share your research and your key insights with us today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Esri and the Science Over podcast. And thanks to Brian Kilcourse for explaining how location data and location technology give high-performing retailers competitive advantage. If you like this episode, please share it with a colleague.